Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for personal growth based on the works of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah Barrett Maldonado and Dr. Rob Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. Okay, continuing our emotion series, we're talking today about empowered empathy. All right. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Good. I wanted to start off by just saying that during the series, we have people on our Facebook Mm -hmm. group, uh, Creative Mind Coaching, that have asked us a lot of questions about emotions and boundaries and uh, anger and all the classes we've been teaching. And one of the questions someone had was, what about highly sensitive people? Yes. HSPs. And there's an author, I don't know her name, but she came up with this theory psychologists that um, there are certain people that are highly sensitive. And I've been, you know, I hear a lot about it. I read about it and I I feel like, oh, maybe I'm highly sensitive because I do feel like I can pick up other people's um, thoughts. But the thing that I I noticed, though, and I don't know too much about it. So forgive me if you're you're really a hardcore HSP, is that my my experience is that people the advice you get is to change your behavior. If you change, because you're a certain type that you have to basically work around the world mm. and where the world is actually more powerful or, or too much for you. And you have to kind of cushion yourself or do something. And, uh, and that's probably just what I heard from some people. I mean, I'm sure there might be other people that give other advice, but also I think that when we lock ourselves into a personality trait, that that's who we are. It gives us very little room to be anything else. And then we end up, that is our default, and that's how we perceive the world. So if you are a highly sensitive person or identify as that, I just want you to be open to a possibility of that. It doesn't have to be a lifelong sentence, and that there's another way to work with your emotions that may be more powerful. All right. Well, let's break it down. Let's see what uh, empathy is about. Yes. I remember when we first met, Rob, you worked with a lot of children with uh, developmental mm-hmm. issues. And you talked about this one concept, especially with children with autism on the spectrum, is this idea of theory of mind. And it was so fascinating. And I'm sure a lot of people who study psychology understand it. But I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about what that means and what does that have to do with empathy? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll give you the 10-second version of okay. um, theory of mind. But essentially it goes like this, that the reason we're able to read other people is because we're kind of putting ourselves in their mind. Mm-hmm. In other words, we have a theory in our own mind that the other person has a mind similar to mine mm-hmm. and that they are perceiving the world in similar ways, if mm-hmm. not identical or, you know, at least similar. And so we can deduce from that theory what the other, person, uh, what the other person's motivation is mm. in interacting with us. So, so basically assuming what the other person is thinking and feeling? Absolutely. We're putting ourselves in their shoes. And that's the beginning of the theory um, of empathy, right? We're we're kind of projecting ourselves and saying, what would the world look like from their point of view? And and the reason that comes into autism is because we, uh, or, or the science believes that uh, these children 
have a deficit in that mm. in that theory of mind that they're not able essentially to to put themselves in other uh, in the other person's shoes and see the world from that perspective. Mm. And so, how does that benefit us biologically? Because it's more biologically that we. Yes, absolutely. Um, because there's like the mirror neurons and right. What the mirror neurons do as part of the theory of mind is they they help us uh, kind of synchronize with the other person. Hmm. So let's say our theory of mind gives us an assumption, uh, uh, at least a kind of a projective understanding of what the other person is up to and what they what motivates them and how they're perceiving the world. Now, the mirror neurons help us in, uh, kind of mirror that, that, that perspective mm-hmm. so that we sync up. Mm-hmm. We're like locking into each other and saying, I get it where you're at. Mm-hmm. A- and it's that feeling you get when you're talking to somebody that they get you. Mm-hmm. And, you and got a connection. Yes, and that you're connected. And so uh, we were talking about this earlier. It's like when you go to a, a uh, concert. And everyone in the room is excited and happy and and we kind of we're syncing up to each other there. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes and we feel very connected. And it's almost like we're multiplying our experience because there's everyone's feeling the same thing. And then also in the reverse, uh, being around negative people, I would think that that our 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 brains will sync up with the negativity. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Uh, or just people that are sad or down, and you could, they kind of bring you down a little bit. Right. I would say it's a it's like in um, in 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 the averages when mm-hmm. you average out something, it goes to the center, to the mm-hmm. middle of the combination of both. And so, if you're around a person that's sad but you're happy. They would tend to bring you down, and you would tend to bring them up a little bit. Oh, okay. To the center. Okay. Right to the combination of both of you, mm-hmm. Un- unless, of course, the, there's a very strong personality that overpowers the other one, mm-hmm. and then the, they kind of <laughs> one dominates the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. If, so it's like those motivational speakers that are jumping up and down. It's <laughs> like you can't possibly. Be depressed around them. You have to like, right? You feel like you have to rise up because they have so much power. Yes, yes. Now, if we think about this, because you know, you were doing research at that the, the time I was working on autism, you were working on relationships. Mm-hmm. How do you think that plays out? The that whole idea of theory of mind and and uh, empathy and uh, mirror neurons in a couple, let's say. Mm-hmm that they're just meeting and getting to know each other. Well, here's the biggest, um, I think this, the, there's the spectrum where on one end you could be highly, highly anxious and almost like walking on eggshells because you're afraid of that other person's feelings or upsetting them or upsetting yourself. And then you're on the other spectrum, which is, I don't give a flying, uh, fruit <laughs> about the, anything, you know, you're just kind of like non, caring uh, and that non-caring in a, in a, its most darkest way is where psychopaths and serial killers and all those people come on that spectrum. So none of the people that do our work or personal development are in that. Uh, but we are kind of like ranging from somewhere in the middle. And then sometimes it depends on who we're around of how we're walking on eggshells. If we're in an authority position, we may have a different 
perspective around people, assuming what they're thinking, or if we are in a submission submissive position, uh, we may be more afraid of getting the boss upset or uh, worried about what the boss thinks. So that anxiousness about I'm trying to figure out what that other person's thinking and or they looked at me weird and I feel this way. So it must be something they're mad at me for something. How many times have we done that where we assumed the, what the other person is thinking? And I think in relationships, a lot of my clients ask, what do you think he's thinking? Or what do you think this person's <laughs> mind thinking? Reading. Yeah, like we are not a mind reader. And we, even though we have those mirror neurons and we have that ability to kind of put ourselves in other people's position, we have to think about how do we make those assumptions? How have we been conditioned to perceive other people? What do you think about, what, what would you say that uh, from our, the conditioning standpoint, the mm-hmm. psychological, social uh, conditioning of how we perceive other people? Uh, I think for women, if you're brought up in a household where the man is the power, you may end up being submissive around men uh, just by default and being more cautious. But when you're around women, you could be uh, a different experience can happen. I think, yeah, we've all experienced those situations where uh, you feel like anything you do or say uh, is going to be wrong, and so you're walking around uh, tiptoeing on eggshells, Mm -hmm. like they say, and it's very uncomfortable, and it's not conducive to that connection, to creating Mm -hmm. that connection, right? It's that that overly sensitive, overly kind of... uh, carefulness about what the other person is feeling and thinking mm-hmm. and so you you want that balance of it's not that you don't care but it's that you're you're affirming your own feelings mm-hmm. and your own desires uh, but also considering the other person and that balance between the two leads us to the middle where we can relate to a person on that equal level and then the connection happens between two people. Well, and I think that we have to, in order for us to have healthy social relationships, we have to understand our own emotional life. And there's so much emphasis in the personal development field on thinking positive and what your thoughts and the stories mm. that you make up about things. Do you believe in yourself? Do you not believe in yourself? Uh, do you feel like you're good enough? Those are great, but it's really emotionally is how we relate to people. We, we don't think through people. We, we feel them and we connect on an emotional level. And so if we aren't afraid of our own feelings, afraid of our own uh, getting ourselves upset, we're going to be terrified of getting someone else upset. How many of mm. us don't feel comfortable with our own emotions? And if you're not comfortable, you're certainly not going to invite a person into your life or, or go f- uh, have employees or have um, or go for having clients if you're a coach because you're afraid of upsetting people. Uh, and the best way to start is to be comfortable with your own emotions. Yeah, that's a good point because at the end of the day, it is our own emotions that we have access to and that we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Although we're kind of assuming that the other person is project uh, kind of or feeling the same through the theory of mind and through the mirror neurons. We're kind of syncing up, but essentially it's our own emotions that we're dealing with. That's um, an important point. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. If you're enjoying this conversation and do not want it to end, it doesn't have to. You can join us on our Facebook fan page at Creative Mind Method and continue the conversation 
Get tools, free visualizations, free downloads, and announcements of live events and new courses that we're hosting. So join us after the show at Creative Mind Method on Facebook. See you there. So you see a lot of people out there, they talk about toxic people, you know, to stay away from toxic people and negative people. And because of the mirror neurons, yes, we have to, you know, we want to be, uh, conscious of who we surround ourselves with. If we're around negative people all the time, they'll tend to bring us down. But we also have to remember we can't cushion ourselves from the world. We have to interact with people. And the best way to do that is to take care of our inside emotions first. And then if you can uh, have that wisdom within your own emotional life, you're able to deal with the emotions of other people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, we we're saying at the end of the day, it is uh, you're dealing with your own emotional uh, experience. And if you if you are uncomfortable with any emotion, you're going to tend to also project that through the theory of mind onto the other person mm-hmm. or to blame them for the situation mm-hmm. where you're saying they make me uncomfortable, but it's really you that are uncomfortable <laughs> with your own emotions. Yeah, I see people who feel guilty about saying no to someone and then in their mind they're imagining that that person is angry at them for setting a boundary and then they're believing that that person's feeling something when they're really not. Right. And so it's that misperception and and so the more self-aware we are, the more we can make those decisions and interact with people. And here's the thing, this is the bottom line ask people what's going on. Don't assume, just ask them. Um, I remember one time, Rob, that we were, when we had first met and you were just like staring, you know, we were just <laughs> hanging out and you were Not me. staring at the ceiling and you looked, had the serious look on your face. And in my mind, I said, Oh no, he's going to break up with me. He's thinking about how he's going to tell me. Uh, he said, this has been a great ride, but it's over. And I, and I, and, and I stopped myself and I said, wait a minute what are you thinking right now? And you said, oh, I was just thinking about the collective unconscious. And you were just kind of in in thought. And we do this all the time. We assume people are thinking something and then we respond. Imagine if I'd responded and pulled away and, oh, he's pulling away. And we all have heard those stories of couples that misinterpret or they're trying to read each other's mind. Let's not be mind readers. True empowered empathy is asking someone how they really feel and expressing our true feelings to people. I want to tell you how I feel. That's a great question. I want to share my true (laughs) feelings with you. I'm really angry right now, or I'm upset right now, but they're not responsible for your feelings. You are only responsible for your own, and you're not responsible for their feelings. That's their job. Your job is to take care of your own emotions. Yeah, it's a a very powerful uh, uh, ability to have, and um, a lot of people mistake feelings for weakness, mm-hmm. right? They think feelings are all about gushing or crying mm-hmm. or emoting uh, these uh, kind of sad feelings. But it, it's the contrary. The ability to set boundaries uh, comes from understanding our emotions and being comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. And that's the most powerful personnel in the room usually mm-hmm. The one that is able to say, this is how I feel, and this is what I want, and this is what I need, and communicate that. Well, you know what else, too? It's that idea that there's no bad feeling. 
if someone feels mad and you didn't do anything mm. wrong, it's okay for them to feel mad. They're, they're in their own body. It's not your job to make them unmad. Let them be mad. Let them deal with their, their own stuff. Um, you know, I remember you told me once when I first started, we started working together and I would trigger a client and you were like, that's perfect. You know, they needed to be triggered. And, uh, and we do that and we don't do it on purpose, but if you avoid trying to trigger people, you're never going to have deep relationships. And sometimes you, someone getting triggered by something you said, that's not really mean, you know, you're not trying to trigger them, but accidentally triggered, you know, we trip over, uh, people and they trip over us. It's, it's a gift for them. And to see that as um, any emotional response carries transformation with it. Yeah. So let's go to the spiritual aspect of it. How do we go from this ego conditioning, psychosocial, um, and <laughs> biological hardwiring of reacting to emotions and dealing with them by default? And how do we become more empowered in our empathy in yeah. a spiritual level? Right. Uh, uh that enters into a whole other dimension now of uh, the purpose of the emotions because we see it as in spiritual work uh, on both ends one there's a there's disciplines to to manage the powerful emotions so that they don't they don't kind of override our higher thinking and our higher aspirations. That's a great thought because a lot of people, you know, we often talk about sit with the emotion, but you also, if it's overpowering, you need to get it at a place where you can mm -hmm. at least manage it and, uh, and work with it. But if it's overriding, you're not even going to be able to bring in the higher knowledge. Yes, that's right. Or higher, higher insight into it. And, and so it's not a, it's not a one a shot thing, or it's not a one method approach to the, the emotions. Uh, in the beginning, it is about getting them, uh, in a sense, under control. Mm -hmm. Not not controlling in the in the sense of repressing them, right? Mm -hmm. Because repression simply leads to more psychological, emotional problems. But to be able to work with them. Right to be able to work with them and manage them, in, but in a creative way, uh, and and so with empathy, for example, you want to understand it as this. Yeah, there's this tendency in the mind uh, to be very in tune to what other people are are feeling and mm -hmm. thinking. If you're working on your higher self or your spiritual work. That's not going to serve you too well because most people aren't interested in spiritual work or mm -hmm. self development, right? They're they're off on their trips. Of, uh, I got to make some money and I got to survive and all that, which often runs counter to spiritual work. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to understand that if you hang out with people that are kind of operating at that level, your mind, because of the theory of mind and the projection and and the and the kind of synchronizing with others is going to tend to go down to their level. Mm. So you want to be conscious of that, be able to say, uh, observe your own mind and say, uh, I need to, let's say, focus on certain higher principles mm -hmm. and discipline my mind to the point where I can work with these emotions. Then if you notice a lot of spiritual systems focus on transcending the ego, mm -hmm. which means 
being able to help others, give to others, mm-hmm. and 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 really empathize with others, and be selfless. Be selfless, yes. Yeah. But but that comes after you're able to manage your emotions. Yes, a lot of people they end up being selfless or thinking they're selfless, and then becoming doormats. That's right. That's right. And you see. It could lead to a disaster if you're trying to do spiritual work from the ego perspective and you're you're kind of overly concerned about the other person and not really taking care of yourself or you're misperceiving uh, through projection what the other person's intention is mm-hmm. and you're opening up yourself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and all those things. So, So it is this studying... And finding the wisdom of the emotions and going at it in different stages mm-hmm. and different ways of approaching it. And we also teach emotional wisdom in our training. So if you're interested, let us know. But here's a really quick question and exercise. Anytime an emotion comes up, I want you to ask yourself this question. And it kind of changes the, the, the approach to the emotion. So the question is, something has come alive in me that needs my attention, that's calling to me. Let me see what it has to say. And it's really that kind of opening up toward the curiosity toward the emotion versus I got to fix it. I got to shut it down. I got to run away from it. I got to fix the external so I don't feel this way anymore. It's like, what has come alive in me that is calling my attention? And just be open to hear and and be present with the emotion without judgment and see what comes up. Well, Rob, this is the end of our emotion series. Goes by fast. Yes. So we're really excited to share this information with you. Please give us your feedback. Don't forget to leave us a review, an honest review, so we can get uh, other people interested in this podcast and share the love. And we hope to see you on Facebook in our Creative Mind Coaching Group and interact with you live. Yeah. Ask questions, make comments. We'll see you there. Okay. Take care.